Hour of Devastation is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. If you like what you hear and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation. A pledge start from as little as one dollar. Thanks. Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm pretty good. Good. I've not been at work for about ten days. So jealous. So jealous. <laughs> so that's been that's been pretty nice. Um I was in Scotland last week. Nice. Which was very nice. It's in Glasgow, then in Edinburgh. Uh Scotland is much better than England. <laughs> <laughs> Strong agree. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just so much better in every respect. Um and it didn't rain that much. Nice. So that was that was good. Um and then yeah, I'm not at work this week because uh I hurt my ankle and my manager's told me to go home. <laughs> So yeah, I got chased by a dog. Okay. Yeah. So I was delivering post, and then yeah. I put my hand through the letterbox because it was quite a stiff yeah. letterbox, and then my fingers got bitten by a dog. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I rang the doorbell. I was like, "Oh, I should probably let this person know that their dog's just bitten me." Uh, so I rang the doorbell, and as soon as the person opened the door, their dog just ran at me. So yes. I then tried to run away. And I'm not very good at running. <laughs> um, so I did something to my ankle. And then I like walked on it for a week. And it just got a lot worse. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, now it really hurts to walk. Damn. Yeah. So Well, um, I hope you get better soon. Oh, thanks. Me too. But not, not soon enough that you have to go back to work. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to take the rest of this week, I think, because it's just... This is the thing, it's like, I could work, but I can't do the work that I do. Yeah. Like, walking nine miles a day, carrying, like, loads and loads of letters in a bag is it's quite difficult. Yeah, I mean, they told you to go home. They did that's, tell me to go home. Me. Exactly, yeah. they told me. So, um, here I am. So that means that I have spent the last two days just playing Pioneer. Nice. Which has been sweet. It's been the only Magic I've played since I was away last week. I haven't actually played any Paper Magic for like two weeks, and it's yeah. been it's been difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've just uh, I decided to reinstate my Mana Traders account. Just the base level and a hundred ticks is roughly okay enough to get some decent Pioneer decks. Yeah, I mean, it depends if you're playing uh, a certain Thief of Crowns or not. I am not playing a certain Thief of Crowns. <laughs> <laughs> because given the, the base budget of a Mana Traders account is 100 ticks, you can afford one Oko <laughs> and no other cards. Yep. So yeah, I've been playing uh, the a, a version of the Sultai Dredge deck, which has been good fun. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah, the Aldrazi Octopus is a hell of a card. Yeah. I've really missed Elder Deep Fiend. It's such a sweet card. Elder Deep Ride, welcome back. Yeah, it's really, really fun. And I've also played the Emery version of the Ascendancy deck, the Jeskai Ascendancy yeah. deck. Uh, that deck's hard. Yeah, agreed. But that deck is also very, very good. Um, yeah. Depending on like what exact build of the deck you're playing, like I've seen it win on turn two. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I, I had plenty of opportunities to just win on turn two if my opponent didn't have any interaction. Yeah. Unfortunately, they did. Uh-oh. But yeah, just like between, like, you're able to play Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. Like, yep. getting there from nowhere is very, very easy with that deck. Yeah. Um, I've lost a lot because I'm very bad at magic, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's very fun to play and it seems very, very powerful. But yeah, that's that's how my, my, my week's been. It's been awesome. pretty uneventful. How, how have you been? Yeah, I've been pretty good. Pretty good indeed. Um, just been getting ridiculously hyped over Pioneer. I spent most of last week just brewing decks. Like, I... I don't remember the last time I brewed a deck in Magic, like, ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, you know, as, as long as I've, like, played, quote-unquote, competitively, like, net decking has always been a thing. Like, you always, like, see cool lists and go, oh, that looks good, I'll play that, and then you build that and you sort of tweak that for your local meta or whatever. But I've spent, yeah, most of the past week just going, right, what cards are legal in this format? What cards do I like that are legal in this format? What can I build around those? And just, just, just actually brewing decks from scratch, and it's been really fun. I think like a lot of them have been kind of terrible, and it definitely is not the time for those decks at the moment. But I can see some potential in a lot of a lot of strategies in, in this format. Like once we get the ridiculously powerful stuff banned and out of the way. Yeah, we'll have to see what does eventually get banned. I mean, we'll we'll talk all in depth about Pioneer soon enough. 
Yeah, definitely. I played a, a winner box, a Pioneer winner box on Sunday, which was really fun. Uh, we had 18 players for that, which, like, given that it was announced like four days before the event, I think that's, that's pretty cool. That managed to get decks together. Uh, I played a very suboptimal version of a Jeskai copycat deck and just played <laughs> played some games really badly and just just horrendously punted a winning in at the top ace. But I had a lot of fun and it was it was just really cool getting to play with all of these cards that I haven't played for like a long time or like even ever. Like I got to resolve a like Dragon Lord or Jatai in one game. That was incredible. <laughs> so like, at one point I heard somebody say. Uh, cast infinite obliteration naming siege right now it's like yes that's <laughs> exactly the kind of magic world i want to live in i mean siege right now probably isn't that good <laughs> oh it's it's absolutely terrible i think you know give it six months to a year and it might be playable but you know god loves a try right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think people are just remembering how good that card was in standard yeah and just like sort of making a good attacky creature isn't what this format's currently about. No, agreed. I think it very much kind of feels like the the wild west of Magic at the moment. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think when the format is this early on and has a banned list of like practically nothing, I think you do just want to be pushing the format as uh, just to make it as broken as as you can. Like you want to be playing the Jeskai Ascendancy Emery decks that win on turn two. You want to be playing the copycat decks. Uh, I saw a couple of people were playing a Etherworks Marvel deck in the, the winner box event that I played in, and that deck just is not good enough anymore. I don't know, I've lost some games to it. It yeah, I don't I just I don't think it's good enough. I think because like because the deck is so so focused around energy around energy and it essentially it, it looks very much just like the deck did back in standard. I just I don't think it can it can hold a candle to any of the more you know broken decks, faster decks, and you do have so many cards now that you just didn't in that standard format as well that that just interact with those decks as well. Yeah, like you know you you've got I've seen like some decks are playing like like main deck of braid because it deals with most creatures in the format and also deals with artifacts like Marvel. Like that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I think maybe eventually. Marvel might be a very good deck, but I just I don't think it's broken enough currently. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've certainly spent the last couple of days putting a lot of pithy needles naming Aetherworks Marvel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about it more in depth when we move on to actually talking about Pioneer. But yeah, the, the deck, I kind of agree. Just like, the Marvel is really good. Yeah. And then obviously hitting like an Ugin or an Emrakul or a Ulamog is really good. But all yeah. your other cards are so bad. <laughs> Like yeah, every combat deck is just so bad. But before we get there, yeah, do you want to do you want to talk about Oko? Yeah, I think we should. Speaking of uh, of Etherworks Marvel, the uh, that that infamous three three elk creature with uh, base power and toughness <laughs> three three with no abilities. Uh, I'm already I'm already sick of the memes. Yeah, I mean it's it's not even a meme though. Like it's that's it's just what it's doing. He's just he's just ruined everything. Everything's an elk now. <laughs> everything is an elk. Yep. Every time I go on Twitter, like every hour, I'll check Twitter and there'll be a new kind of medium look everything's an elk post. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they're getting really boring. Nearly as boring as Oko being in literally every deck in every format. Yeah. It's just everywhere, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I mean, uh, we've talked about it for a little while now, but I, it, I, I don't. Like, how many times, like, do we have to say it before something happens? Like, like Oko is, is such a mistake at every, every single level. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we'd have just done it to death, but it, it still warrants the discussion. Um, up until the point it actually is banned, and it's—I mean—it's not just us, obviously, talking about it. It's like everyone's just sick of it. Like pros are sick of it. Every other content creator's got like some kind of take on it. It's just—it's just such a miserable card, especially now that um, Field of the Dead's gone in standard specifically. I mean, that was a miserable card. Yeah, but uh, at least there was some play to those games. 
Yeah, definitely. Whereas your opponent just like makes an Oko on turn two, and then it, <laughs> you don't really get to play much magic after that. And the combination of something being like that well represented in, in top tier decks, and it just being most of the format, and it also being miserable to play against. And I'm aware I, I make that argument about a lot of things, like I made that argument about Teferi Time Reveler, about it not being very fun to play against. Yeah. But God, it's miserable to play against Oko. Oh, yeah, definitely. Don't fully agree. Um, I think, I don't know. I think, like, well, I definitely do agree with, you know, most of your comments about Teferi. Like, it's not a fun card or a particularly good card for the format. Mm hmm. Like, the fact that it's barely a playable card at the moment. Yup. I think speaks volumes about just just the, the ridiculousness of Oko. Like, you had. So, I think one of the things that stood out for me was with the. Like, obviously, the banning of Field of the Dead, everybody knew straight away, oh, well, Oko decks are going to be the thing. Like, everybody's going to shift to Oko decks. That's going to be kind of, you know, the new new Pokemon of standard. And then this past weekend, we had the, the Magic Arena Mythic Championship Qualifier weekend. Uh, you had day two of that event. Uh, 68 out of 102 decks were, uh, were Sultai or Simic Oko decks. Uh, well, I think it was there was a lot of... Um, uh, like like Jund Adventures and Teamer Reclamation. I've seen some like sort of Jund decks because they do have a decent decent play against it. But yeah, the fact that like Oko himself was in sixty seven percent of decks on, on on the day. Like you look at like the top ten played cards in the the format, and it's just like in in that event. Sorry, it's just it's just the deck. Like you got Paradise Druid was the most played card. Seventy six percent of decks played Paradise Druid. Uh, then once upon a time after that also seventy six percent. Then Gilded Goose it's sixty eight percent. And like Nissa, yeah Nissa was at sixty nine percent. So it appeared in less decks, but higher. Uh, I know less copies appeared, but higher percentage of decks. Uh, Oko was in sixty seven percent of decks. Wicked Wolf sixty eight percent of decks. Hydro Crisis sixty four percent of decks. Veil of Summer. Veil of Summer was in ninety point two percent of decks. Oh, good. There were 247 copies of the, of the card in the uh, in day two of the tournament. I feel like I should personally be happy that green is such a dominant colour for standard. But it feels so bad. Yeah. It feels so yeah. bad. It's just, it's, I don't know, I feel like format warping doesn't doesn't even begin to describe just, just how ridiculous it is. Yeah, green is the best colour of magic. Best colour than standard, by far. No, 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 I'm going to say it's the best colour in magic because I'm an idiot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best colour in magic because it's currently dominating one standard format. Yeah. That's the take I'm going to make. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just... Uh, it, I'm sick of it. It's so... It's. I mean, everyone's sick of it. There's no point in me being like, oh, this is a take that you should listen to and perhaps inform your own decision because everyone agrees that it's the... Like, oh god, why did they print Oko? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just don't know what the fix is going to be because I feel like if they do make the decision to ban, you know, the Mythic Planeswalker from their brand new set that has not yet been out for a month. Yep. <laughs> that's that's going to be a really difficult decision for them to make. That's it's you know it's the card that's arguably selling packs at the moment. It's you know the cool chase card of the set. It's going to be a really bad move for them if they ban that card. Yep, but I mean, it's also a really bad move for competitive play if the format if they don't ban the card. Yeah, yeah. If, if if their like flagship format is just completely unplayable. Yeah, there's just like the pros don't want to play it, but they have to because money, and no one wants to play the format because well, also money. <laughs> they're like the opposite end like having to like a yeah. standard deck is incredibly expensive right now and it's just it's the same like you're just playing Oko Mirrors like 80% of the time and yeah. if you're not playing Oko Mirrors then your deck's probably bad or you're playing against Oko man it's just miserable anyway like it's they just need to it's just a mistake because this thing because the people that the, 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 the kind of people that would be turned off magic by a standard ban like a ban of a card from most recent set aren't the people that own Okos. Yeah, agreed. If you're the kind of person that's willing to invest, what is it, like $200, $250 into a playset of Okos? I don't know how much they are currently. 
A lot of money. Let's find out. Too much, yeah. Uh, uh, Goldfish has them at 220 for a playset. Yeah. Um, if you're the kind of person that's investing that kind of money in standard cards, then you're, you you understand what you're doing. Or you're reckless with money. Um, <laughs> and if you do that, that like, that's not going to put you off a state. Look, it feels bad, but it, it's not going to put you off a standard format. And people aren't going to quit Magic because you ban Oko because they have too much money invested in Oko's. Because if you have money invested in Oko's, you know what you're getting yourself in for. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't think it's... It's clearly a bad look, but it's, like, not going to ruin magic. Any more oh, than yeah. Oko is currently ruining magic. It's a problem everywhere. It's a problem in every format. I just want to ban it everywhere. It's good in every format, and it's broken in a couple of them. Yeah. I I fully agree with that sentiment, I think. I think it's probably broken in modern. <laughs> well, at least some people broke modern with it. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, can, definitely. If you look at the the last SCG Open event in Atlanta, the the, the top eight was just dom- dominated by Lo- the Lotus Box team playing the Simic Wurzel deck. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like any any deck that can play green and blue probably wants at least one in the sideboard as well. Yeah, some number somewhere. It's just like you've seen like like Amulet Titans running it in the sideboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like obviously the paradox Clark come Urza deck runs three in the sideboard because that's a cool thing you can do. Yep, it's just like green is a very good color in modern currently, and blue is always a good color in modern. So yeah. and like with all the fixing and everything, and especially stuff like Astrolabe, just like putting the other color in your deck is just a non-issue. So yeah. you should just be playing Oko. Like it put so there were uh, five of the Oko Urza decks in the top eight of the SCG Open. Yeah. It didn't win somehow. <laughs> like Grixis Death Shadow won. Um but yeah, and then also the Devoted Druid deck was also playing a copy and two copies in the sideboard. Yeah. Because it's a green deck playing Noble Hierarchs, so casting Oko on turn two is really easy. Um and then it just it's just everywhere, like Amulet Types playing a sideboard like you said, like you, you should just be playing it. Like it's not a reasonable card to have in the format and what, watching some of the games from the open just went, went like a player played an Oko and then they just won the game because it was so stupid because the, 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 like their opponent invested mana or tempo into a play and they got turned into a 3-3 and it just didn't yeah. matter anymore like someone made a primeval titan and they got turned into a 3-3 it's like great okay well how, how do you how do you beat that and then you follow that up with Urza which is also a broken card and the game just becomes uh, like it's just stupid at that point and then it's I mean it's playable in Legacy yeah I think Legacy is probably just the format it's at its worst in but like even then it's still it's still just a decent value card and you know the old Legacy joke of pitches to force of will yep which is it's relevant it's a joke but it's relevant yeah absolutely and then just like if you, so the team of Delver decks playing it at least as a one of I think yeah, I've, I've seen people play it in sideboard. I've seen people play it in main board as a one of. Yeah, yeah, it's just so miserable. And then obviously it's very good in vintage. It's probably too yeah. good in vintage. Yeah, quite probably. I think the, it's, it definitely seems to be the card that pushes the the Oath of Druids deck sort of over the top at the moment. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it restricted at vintage um, within the next year. Definitely. I think we just need to except that wizards make mistakes yeah they do uh, i think th- the issue was just like what happens when they made mistakes like how how do they how do they fix the mistakes like yeah sure you can you can you can ban a card in every format but that's that's not going to feel good it's not going to look good yeah it's not going to feel or look good but it's like for the overall health of your formats and the playability of your yeah. formats and and how much how much human beings want to engage with your game it's certainly a good thing to ban the card yeah and and it's at this point it's not like it's not like a splinter twin ban where it divided the community and people like got genuinely upset about it because it was their deck and it did they it didn't seem like a problem yeah so it's like everyone hates this card <laughs> even the people who are playing four copies yeah. even the people that have like their own copies of oko perhaps in the full art version or foil or both don't like this card that, that's definitely true. Like, I, I I can't say I've ever had an interaction with anybody who who've gone. Oh yeah, I love Oko. It's yeah, always no. <laughs> it's just like you say Oko, and it's like oh yeah, Oko. It's just like the biggest, it's the biggest groan in Magic currently. Hmm. And we're beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah, 
or a dead elk. It's just like no one wants this card to exist. <laughs> it's just another. It's just another reason to just ban 2019 from Magic yeah. in every format because everything's been too good. Modern Horizons was like, I think it's when they jumped the shark. Like they they broke too much. So obviously Hogak was a problem, but then Renin Six is also yeah. still a problem. Loads of the other cards, like every modern deck's playing like an absurd number of Modern Horizons cards. Yeah. Like the Canopy Lands were stupid. The <clears throat> Urza's obviously a problem. Hogat was a problem. Red and Six is a problem. Uh, Giver of Runes is really good. Like Prismatic yeah, Force Negation surprisingly really good as well. Force Negation. Um, oh God, Prismatic Vista. Yeah. Uh, Astrolabe, obviously. And then just all the other cards, like Collector Roof, Plague Engine. Like, that was a problem. And then you have that just off the back of Teferi and Khan being stupid cards as well as Nasa. And then you have Oko on top of that. Yeah. Um, and then you also have stuff like, I mean, Questing Beast is kind of a problem now that the field of has gone. That's mm. like an incredibly powerful card. It's just like, <sighs> power creep. It's not, it's not a discussion of like whether there's power creep anymore. It's just like how much is enough or how much is oh, too yeah. much. Yeah, I don't know. Like how how far can you push things before they just become? Because we we had a good run, right? With like play design. Yeah, definitely. So I think like like power creep is always a thing in magic. Like I like I don't think I don't think power creep is sort of necessarily a or you know or like inherently a bad thing. I think you have to have power creep in your game, but then at some point you reset that if if you if you want the game to be you know a game that has lasted at least 25, 26 years, like Magic has, like things need to slowly, slowly creep up in power. You have many different ways to do it in Magic. Like look at all of the old spells, like all of the old spells were dead powerful and then the creatures, then, you know, the creatures had the power creep over years and the spells got worse and you you have to sort of work in these cycles and, you know, power creep is, is just something that comes along with the game and I think that's fine. But at certain points, lines will be crossed and i think we're we're well over the the line currently yeah it's just a continued it's not just like one busted set and then we go back to the power level of ixalan yeah it's busted set after busted set after busted set i can only worry about what theros is going to be like yeah um it's just a continued it's just a, a symptom of a continued problem and i don't know i think you just accept that it's like you you push things accidentally got too went too far and then just ban them, and just just deal with deal with that idea. Like, no, you're not. You don't, your game's not going to die because of it. And like, it's easy to implement on Arena. You just remove Oko from Arena because no one cares about historic. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. You just you just remove Oko from Arena. You can't get it from packs. You can't craft it. It can't be in your deck. Just give everybody four wild cards. Yeah, exactly. And, I don't know some sort of sleeve. Like it's fine because digit like it's some kind of digit some some pixels. Like you give them some yeah. pretty pixels. Yeah. Um you can put some abs on the pixels if you want. That's fine. And you just remove Oko from the from the entire platform because like that's fine because you know the, the Simic decks are still fine. Hydrocrisis and Nissa are still stupid. So it's not like you remove Oko and just kill a strategy like you did with yeah. with Field of the Dead. You just remove a stupid card, and then all the people that just play on arena, and all your new players, and your like your your casual players that you just play on arena, you can that that that, that doesn't matter. You get you lose a very small amount of consumer confidence from that point because it, yeah. it doesn't matter that much. So, like, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. It's like it happens with Hearthstone all the time. Yeah, yeah. And again, we're not going to go into Hearthstone or Blizzard, but <laughs> things like that happen all the time. Like people have these things invested in this, and they spend a lot of money on Hearthstone. They have a deck, and they're just like, oh no, we're going to nerf this. That's fine. Just do it because paper paper players won't care. Paper players are, are aggressively asking for get to get rid of it, and online games you just things get nerfed and change all the time. You just remove the card from the game; it's fine. Or you ban it. Like this is this is the problem because like if it was just if it was just arena, you just add an extra mana to its mana cost and make the elk ability minus one. Yeah, that's how the card is. But unfortunately, <laughs> they printed physical cards, so you can't really do that. Um, and obviously, errataring things that heavily on a paper card is just—it's essentially impossible. Impossible, yeah. Um, but if it was just—if it was just on arena, you could just—you could either remove it from the game, or you could like—you could nerf it and errata it, and it wouldn't make a difference. Just ban it. Give everyone four mythic wild cards, or if you're really worried, give everyone four rare wild cards. That would be yeah. 
just give him like ten. It doesn't matter. Like, just <laughs> get rid of the card. It's so much a problem. And it's just it's this. Oh, I'm 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 very aware that I'm making like a dozen different points in the same. Like trying to make so many different points in the same space of time. It's because there's just there's nothing good about the card. Yeah, there really isn't. Like there are so many there are so many negative points and negative aspects you can talk about it, and it's just it just feels like a mistake on every level, and it just needs to get gone. Uh, I mean, we've had the the announcer from Wizards of the Coast saying that they're not going to change anything before the next uh, ban restricted announcement, uh, which is on the. 18th of November. Yep. So we're still like, you know, three weeks away from from anything changing. And at, like at that point, like honestly, will Oko be banned? I I don't think so. I think it it absolutely should do, but I think they're going to wait for Theros to release and ban it in the first the first um, Theros being our announcement. So the hype's off the new set. Yeah. I think that's the only thing holding it back. I think so. The fact that Wizards have put out some kind of statement, at least. I know it was just pretty much just a tweet, right? Yeah. Um, the fact that they've put some some kind of statement saying we're not going to ban anything before the next MC, and it will be, as far as we know, it will be in the, ne- the next scheduled announcement that anything else will be, or that anything might change. Not that anything definitely is going to change. Um, the fact that they've said that, like, that they've pointed out, like, they're, they're fully aware of the talk, like, everyone who's talking about magic is talking about Oko in some kind of re- respect and it's all negative so they know that they're aware of the problem so the, the fact that they're willing to make that statement or like put something out there saying oh we're not going to ban anything soon then it makes sense that they will ban it at some point I hope that yeah. it's in the next um, announcement but I could understand if they were concerned about consumer confidence that they'd do it at the start of Theros where there's something new to focus on yeah. Where like I don't know, three mana Elspeth is too good. Like, <laughs> just start printing three mana planeswalkers. Like, because there was like that kind of thing before. Where it was like, oh, all three mana planeswalkers are good, and you had that thing with like um, Liliana the Last Hope. Yeah. Where everyone was like, oh, this isn't very good, and then it was just like, okay, three mana planeswalkers are always busted. And then within about yeah. two weeks, everyone realised that Liliana the Last Hope was busted. Yeah. Like it. It's just it's it's just Jace cutting Castaway, <laughs> which is horrendous. <laughs> And then every other one's kind of too good. I mean, I mean, this. I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks yeah, ago, we but like, did. you know, the M the M nineteen planeswalkers and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yes. There, there are definitely ways to design planeswalkers to not make them problematic. But oh, just, just go, go. I'm sick of them. Get them out of here. I just, like, I want to go back I, and listen. I have a, I have a, I have a do it at like the first one of Theros when people are more interested about what's going on in Theros. Or do it like just do it in the next one. Do it on the 18th of November when everyone's talking about mystery because that'll be out then. Oh yeah, that's going to be. I don't know. It'll probably be Commander, by the way. Just to throw that in there as well as another talking point that our listeners can't keep keep track of. I think the mystery thing's probably going to be Commander Staples. So I, yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be similar to what I said over last week or the week before when I gave that list of like. Well, it'll be Mana Crypt and Oracle of Moldire and whatever. Like, I don't think it'll be too... I, I don't think it'll be 100% commander-focused because there is another commander product coming, which they're announcing later this week. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about that. My bad. But I think it, I think it will have stuff like, like, like Mana Crypt, Oracle of Moldire, like very commander-relevant cards, but I think there will also be modern and legacy staples in there as well. Yeah, I think that... Um, I think the product they've announced will be... Like a commander's arsenal, yeah. Like commander arsenal because it's been like I don't know, six years since the first commander's arsenal or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think, think it'll be some like sort that. of like you know from the vault styled or like you know commander boxed set thing rather than like like a booster product. I think definitely. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think that's all we have to say on Oko. Really, that hasn't already been said a thousand times. Yeah, get him out of here. Just. Like honestly, everywhere. I think, like I think, like you said, like I think Legacy is a reasonable place for him. I think it's okay in Legacy, but it's too much everywhere else. I think. Yeah. And yeah, the fact that you can take the Urza deck and make it even more busted by adding it is just silly. Yeah, fully agree. Right. Anything else you want to say about Oko before we move on to something more pleasant? Uh, I guess my 
the only thing left to say really is the uh, we have a look at the the Pioneer Challenge. It's another format that Oko has been doing some work in. Oh, really? That's a surprise. Yeah. So the obviously we had like a big deck list dump from uh, both the Pioneer leagues, uh, all the five nil decks, and the Pioneer Challenge from the weekend from Magic Online. Mm-hmm. And the deck that won that challenge was a uh, it was a Sultai Planeswalker deck. It was playing our good friend Oko Thief of Crowns. Just playing all the really powerful cards seems reasonable. Was yeah, Liliana, the Last Hope, Oko Thief of Crowns, Braska Golgari Queen, and then just some some good old Jace Prince Prodigies, Tyler Tracker, Corsair Crifix, Thoughtseize, Abrupt Decay. It's just yeah, like what cards are powerful, what cards are mostly reasonable. We're going to jam it in this deck. Yeah, I was thinking. I think it was just like find all the powerful cards and put them in a deck. Yeah. It's just Pioneer's version of Jund. Yeah, pretty much. All these cards are really good, put them in a deck. Like, you've got, like, everything there is a format staple somewhere, or at least yeah. touching a format staple. Or, in the case of Jace Rins Prodigy, was looking for a format to be busted in. Yeah. Um, and obviously, was a powerhouse in its time in Standard, and then every other card there has just, like, proven itself multiple times in every other format. Absolutely. So, that seems like a good good way to transition into just talking about Pioneer in general. So, we've had the format existing for about a week now. How do you feel? How do you, like, has your, your opinion on it changed much from last week? What was my opinion last week? That I hated it and I wanted to play really, it? Yeah, you were pretty negative on it and you were like, like, yeah, I get it, but I, I don't think... I don't think it's right, or I don't know. Yeah, you, you didn't seem too, you didn't seem too sort of hyped about it. I mean, obviously you weren't as hyped about it as I was, but yeah, you, I don't know. You didn't seem too too impressed by it. Oh, gut reaction, negative take. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that sounds like me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I I still have all my opinions from from last week, and I still feel the same in in certain respects, and like. The, the fact that it's not for new players and the fact that it's going to be expensive and all that stuff. Yeah, I, again, it's just... I think they're very subjective terms. Like, what what, what is a new player? Like, I, I, I... You know, at times I still feel like I'm a new player because people I play with have played for, like, two, three times as long as I have. And, yeah, sure, some of the decks might cost, like, $400, but... That's what a modern deck cost when I was getting into modern. Now a modern deck's like a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just I had an issue specifically with the yeah the new player stuff. But yeah, I've had time to ruminate. I've had time to consume other content on the format. I've had time to play it, which yeah. has been very good. Like I was always I I don't know. I always thought I would enjoy the format. Yeah, there's a lot there that appeals to me, and the main thing is that nothing's as broken <laughs> as modern, which is my problem with modern. It's still there's things that are still kind of broken. Yeah, definitely. But I've every game I've played, I've well, not every game because I've played some games against like, yeah, it's not every deck that I've played against I've had a good time against because some people are just trying to play a different format to me <laughs> and they're yeah. playing like green white enchantress I'm like oh that's cool yeah. but you're not doing anything nearly powerful enough or busted enough um, and they'd like make a starfield next I'm like I don't care kill you yeah. <laughs> um, or like mono black aggro where you're playing like uh, oh, what's the the M20 card that's like a Phyrexian Rager when it attacks something thief Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I know, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, exactly that. Like someone played that against me. I'm like, oh, great. The best card in your deck is Thoughtseize, and everything else is terrible. Um, that like that that wasn't fun because it didn't feel like it was a back and forth. It just felt like my opponent was playing like bad aggro creatures, and then I was playing a stupid yeah. combo deck. Um, but yeah, most most decks I've played, it's been it's been really good fun. Like the decks that I've played have been have been great. It seems like it's always going to be true of a brand new format. It's just like I mean, if you look at the the deck dump from the Pioneer League is like, like 100 decks or something. Like, probably yeah, more than that. I... Like, people are trying all sorts of stuff. Um, and there's a lot to pass. And, like, some of this stuff... I mean, they've all 5 would but some of this stuff isn't good. Like, isn't good enough. And some of this stuff is too good. But it seems like there's a lot... I mean, this this is, like, you know... I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can play in Modern. There's a lot of stuff you can play in Legacy. You're not going to win with it. There's a lot of stuff you can you can play... 
so this is just sort of the, the start of that right where we just have loads and loads of stuff and then eventually it'll probably be whittled down to about 20 decks that are competitive and then yeah absolutely like you know it it is like i said earlier it's, it's a complete wild west like you can play essentially you can't just play anything but once enough games have been played and you the, the dominant decks are established i think the, you know the, the cream will really rise to the top yeah and i think i've seen that I don't know. I've seen that in the games that I've played. Like I've, I think I've played, I don't know, thirty matches ish. Sweet. And I've played against all sorts of stuff. I haven't played against Oko once, <laughs> but I've played. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I've been playing in the pla- in the practice rooms, so which have been like actual decks. Like it's a lot of expensive cards that've been played there. Like you know, I've played against Jace from Prodigies and Lilianas and yeah. know, all the full mana bases and stuff, but. Okos are hard to come by online, <laughs> yeah, so I haven't played against that yet. But I've played against like everything. Like there's been some sweet control decks, there's been some sweet aggro decks, and then like, obviously all of the combo decks are stupid. <laughs> most yeah, most of the agree. combo decks are stupid. Um, specifically, I just just, just ban Felidar Guardian. Get that away. Stop. Uh, probably, probably. I, I've Almost got definitely. Thoughts, definitely. Yeah, but I just yeah, like going through through this this deck dump it's it's incredible just seeing like so many so many different strategies and i know it won't look anything like this next week but it's just amazing to see it now like and like pretty much any card you can think of that you have like fond memories of or, or some memories of i guess of playing like the past couple of years just control an f pop that card's name in and it'll pop up it's it's fantastic like there are seven decks playing a play set of thraben inspector yeah, that probably won't be good like, enough. To how cool is that? Like, I don't think that card's going to be good enough in like two, three months' time. But seven decks went five nil playing a place at Thraber Inspector. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got all sorts of. So you've got like uh, Ataka Red. That's just like an aggro deck, and there's lots of like red decks. Turns out, yeah, um, Steamkin is really, really good here as well. Yeah, I mean, you've got it's like all of standards greatest hits. You've got your Marvel decks. You've got your Ascendancy decks. You've got yeah, um, Sahili Cat decks, Reclamation yeah. decks, just general control decks. Like you've got, yeah, like you said, like anything you can think of. I mean, there's the Zombie Tribal deck, there's a Goblin Tribal deck, there's an Elves Tribal deck. Humans is still quite good. Uh, Collect- Collected Company is a hell of a Magic card still. Who'd have thought? You, yeah, you can play Approach to the Second Son. Like I've definitely seen multiple Approach decks. Mm-hmm. You got your Kethis deck. That Kethis yeah. deck is still really good. Um, there's the five colored nymphs at deck. That's yep, good fun. That's the thing. Humans, humans looks really cool. Yeah, humans is sweet. I really like that. Yeah, it's like four Banalish Marshall, four Charming Prince, four Experiment One. Because I, I keep forgetting that card's a human. <laughs> human ooze. Yeah, yes it is. Yeah. Uh, play Kithian, Mantis Rider, Reflector Mage, Thalia's Lieutenant, Thraven Inspector, Smuggler's Copter again, Coco. Yeah, and yeah, you still get like unclaimed, very, unclaimed territory. Territory, mana confluence. Yeah, yeah, for your rainbow lands essentially. Because this is what you th- I think with um, with Pioneer. It's like all of the like a lot of the really good modern cards have been printed in this period of, period of time. Yeah, like if you exclude like Innistrad's probably the most has the biggest effect on modern outside of like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, outside of like Zendikar. Yeah, but even then, or like seventh edition, <laughs> <laughs> eighth edition, right? Eighth. Yeah, Aether. Yeah, sure. Tron, Tron lands on Blood Moon. Nice. Like, and it's Naren Bridge. <laughs> oh, God. I don't get back into that argument where we should just ban 8th edition from modern. <laughs> that doesn't matter anymore because we've got this format to play. Yeah, exactly. You never have to play modern again now. Yeah, yeah well, I'm probably going to. <laughs> but, yeah, there's just every every possible thing you could conceive has 5 0 There's a Boggles deck, which is really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, like there's blue white control that's just just decent. There's Jess guy that's also decent. You've got your obviously your combo deck, your, your splinter twin combo essentially. You've got mono red burn. You've got uh, you've got zombies. You can play mono black zombies. Like that's the thing. Uh, you've got like is it Phoenix, which is is so close to the modern deck even. Like you could probably just like other than like the the treasure cruise because it's banned like you could probably just port most of that over to modern and just play it and do okay in a modern tournament yeah uh, Burrell and Goblin Electromancer are still quite good yeah, yeah. absolutely you can play Soul Flare if you want do you want to play Soul Flare? 
Uh, uh, almost, yeah. <laughs> it's near enough away from a creature deck that you want to play it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I loved Soul Player. Uh, I think it was a fantastic card. Uh, I've yet to see it with the um, how was it? Was it Chromanticore? Was that the? Yeah, man, that's the one in the that's the one in the Pioneer version as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen that one that version yet. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. like you just, just the one the one I've been saying seeing plays with uh, plays Zatalpa Primal Dawn. Yeah, well Zatalpa was in the modern deck as well. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> the most ridiculous amount of keywords you can jam onto a creature. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could spend the rest of this podcast just listing decks because there's so many different ones that you can play. Like the ramp decks seem really good as well. Yeah, Merfolk Merfolk came forth in the in the Pioneer Challenge. Yeah, I don't care about that. I had Master of Waves was a was a card. Master of Waves, uh, but everyone has awful memories of that card, no? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Do you not? You should. No. That card is irritating. No. I just I just think of the older where it was like Master of Babes and it was like the dude in like the Hawaiian shirt. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, like, see, yeah, Master of Babes, and he was wearing sunglasses. Yeah, 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 yeah seeing that. I think that's one of the first altars I ever saw. Yeah, Master of Babes. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> yes, that's why you yeah, should play Merfolk. Like surfboard coming through the yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why you should play Merfolk, so you can play Master of yeah. Babes. Yeah. So speaking of Merfolk, quickly, like one card that I feel like is probably broken, but I haven't seen anywhere at all is Kiora's Follower. Um, how is it broken though? What are you untapping that isn't just a land? Like ha- I don't know because I'm not good enough at magic to, to be able to know that. I know. But, um, I think like the fact that no one's broken it yet because like pros are paying attention to this format because it is a PT format. Yeah. The absolutely. fact that no one's broken it yet, it's just like it's just worse than Sylvan Carrioted in the decks that want yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. If that is true, because like there's no, there are no good artifacts like to untap in this format. Yeah. You. Well, other than like Marvel and Smuggler's Copter, but you're not gonna. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna have the energy to spin the Marvel again straight away. Yeah, it's like that. That's not good enough. And also, you're having to dilute the energy package in that situation. Yeah, I like it's really good with Nikthos, but you're already yeah, making. But between like, I mean, Nikthos and like Nissa who shakes the world, you're already making so much mana that yeah. that's like your as follows just too cute. Especially the fact that it dilutes your green devotion and yeah. is more difficult to cast on turn two. Than yeah, that is true. Carried or something like that. Um, Give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Maybe it'll find find a home somewhere. Yeah, it's a cool card. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure there might there might be something somewhere. Like, is it playable with Vanifar? Probably not, because it doesn't do anything immediately. But like, there's oh, yeah, no the corridor one is just better. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like it, there's always a slightly ver- better version than it, of it in, in the strategy that it like would want something to untap something. You either have Sylvan Carried or another Mana Dork, which is yeah. doing a like a better impression most of the time, but it can't untap Nykthos to do the busted stuff. Or you have yeah. Cor- Corridor Monitor for that element, and then there's not really anything else you can do with something like Curious Follower, I don't think. Yeah, sure. I mean, giving pseudo-vigilance to a card <laughs> seems medium. <laughs> I don't know, it's a blue-green card. It's probably busted, right? Put it with Oko. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll get there at some point, maybe. Yeah, so we can, I mean, we can list these for the rest of the podcast, but so... Do you think anything has risen to the top as, as sort of staples of the format? Like what's become a, a tier one or potentially so, higher than that? So as far as like decks, I think it's I think it's too early. I think that if you look at the results from the challenge, I think like the top eight of the challenge is probably a good indication of what the better decks in the format look like, but I don't think that's you know set in stone yet. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the deck that won is is just a fantastic, good value deck. Like like you said, it's it's Pioneer's version of Jund. And I think whether or not it's that exact combination of 75 cards, something that looks similar to that will always be a good, viable strategy in the format. Uh, I do think very much that the Blue-Red Phoenix is one of the best decks in the format as well. Uh, it... it just behaves far too much like the like the modern version. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that win the next challenge, or if it, or put several copies of it in the, in the challenge. It, it's a fantastic deck. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I feel like outside of outside of those two decks, I feel like nothing has really established itself as the the absolute top deck. So I think you you do have 
you do have some very powerful strategies in the Faldar Guardian Sahili combo uh, and the Jeskai Ascendancy combo as well. I think they are two of the more sort of broken things you can do in the format. But I just, I just, I don't know if they are going to be that ridiculously broken when you have you have like the you know the jun style decks being so prevalent like when you have like as many copies of abrupt decay and thought season in the format as you do currently i just don't know how much of a danger they are yet and i, I definitely want to give it some more time to play out before making any sort of assumptions on on which decks are the best which decks are too broken you know which which strategies just need to be banned yeah this is the thing i think the, hmm, the the fact that there are so many good answers to the combo decks, like, if you're playing the wrong deck, then the Ascendancy deck or, or the Cat deck is just going to beat the crap out of you. It's not going to be close. Yeah. But that's always been true in every format. Like, sure, there are certain matchups you just don't win because you're not going to get... Like, if you're playing Monogreen Devotion and you're yeah. paired against the, the Cat deck, like, how do you win? Like, you just can't. But then, like, stuff like the Sultai deck that's playing Thoughtseize and Abrupt Decays and Assassin's Trophies and what have you is just going to not let that deck combo. Yeah. So there's always stuff, there's stuff keeping st- uh, other stuff in check, which is fine. And like, as well, like you, Pithing Needle is yeah. is a hell of a card. And I guess Sorcerer's Spyglass as well, if that's relevant in any kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you've got, again, it fits in the sort of the Sultai or, you know, rock decks, I guess, really. Um, like Noxious Grasp is definitely a thing. Uh yeah, like Scavenger News deals with Carlton Graveyards. There are there are a lot of ways to deal with things. So I don't know. I feel like I, like I want to give it a couple more weeks before saying for sure which decks are definitely the best. But I can definitely see there's a good handful of like spells which I think are the, the best spells in the format currently. And I, I think the top two at the moment are just Thoughtseize and Abrupt Decay. Like just nothing beats a turn one Thoughtseize. Like still like still just holds true. It's fantastic. And then, like, it, it abrupt decay, the fact that you can't counter it and it deals with so many threats and so many combo pieces is, is just perfect. The card's great. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just we have such a wide suite of answers. I mean, that's been true of Modern for a while. And it's just yeah. the, the cards that have been printed in Standard have been, have been answer cards a lot of the time. I mean, if you look at the, the top cards for the Pioneer League from the 28th of October, like, the top cards are Fatal Push, Veil of Summer, Wild Slash... And then you yep. have uh, Teferian once upon a time because broken cards are broken. Yep. And then like Thoughtseize. Like you just have all these answers that means that the stupid decks can't go too wild. Yeah. And I mean like stuff like Jessica Ascendancy just has the same problems that Jessica Ascendancy has always had. Where yeah, it's like, definitely. It, it's just a lot of the time it's just not consistent enough. You draw the wrong half of your deck or you don't draw the right cards or you, or you just, like, you still have potential to fizzle out. Like the Emery version is obviously an infinite combo in a can between like, if you have Mox Amber, Emery and Jessica Ascendancy, then you can just win. But then even then you, you don't just win because if your opponent just has too many blockers, yeah. then you can't yeah, if win. Your opponent, uh, yeah. If your opponent has, has blockers, then yeah, sure. Or if they have Abrupt Decay or Dovin's Veto or you know anything like, mm-hmm. There, there are there are certainly there are so many relevant good answers in the former. Yeah, and that's to I mean they, they they don't have a pithing needle or a graft digger's cage yeah. or a rest in peace or yeah. a land of the void like all the stuff. The void, yeah, yeah. The only thing the only thing honestly currently that feels a step above everything else is the cat deck. It feels slightly less interactable, if that's a word, which it definitely isn't. Than yeah. than everything else, like I'm cool with the ascendancy deck being like the combo deck that if you want to beat it, you can just beat it. But the cat deck, just like, especially if you pair it with stuff like Vanifar, it just yeah, feels so, like it has so much value to grind through. Even if you stop the combo, it has so much value to grind through you that it still win. It can still has potential to win the game, even if you just stop it. Whereas like stuff like Twin didn't really have the potential to grind. It had the potential to draw its combo again, but you could just die in that amount of time. Whereas the the cat deck's just like playing just some good cards that will just win you the game eventually. Yeah, definitely. I, so I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand currently. I think I do lean more towards Feldar Guardian should probably just be banned, but there are certainly plenty, you know, there are plenty of ways to, to disrupt the combo. Like, you know, like I said before, like, a, like abrupt decay, abrupt decay is fantastic. You, you can abrupt decay the Sahili. Uh, you can like hang a back Walker, like, 
most kind of like good decks can play Hangerback Walker. Uh, you've got like again, um, what else? You you've got like Hallowed Moonlight. You've got Pithing Needle. You've got a Sorcerer Spyglass. You've got so many ways to disrupt it. I do think that the uh, like the Vanifar deck uh, specifically is is a lot more sort of robust against those strategies. But I yeah, I don't know. Like I I, I think my I think for me, it's just it's a little bit too early to say for sure whether or not I would I would ban the deck, but it definitely makes my list of, of I've got about sort of five or six cards that I, I think are, are probably ban worthy. Yeah, it's the same. It's like it's it, part of the problem is that you don't you're really soft to the Vanifar deck unless you're playing exactly green black. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have Pithy Needle and stuff, but then you're diluting your deck. You're diluting your potentially your own broken strategy um, you're also having to mulligan to a card to answer it that they can just remove like it's not hard for them to remove something like a pithy needle yeah and if you don't have because the thing with um, with twin and the fact that like people complain about losing to twin it's like we'll just hold up removal but we don't well, the only good removal spell we have is fatal push being able to fatal push a fellow guardian is incredibly difficult in this format and it's playing fable passage and if you're playing fatal push you're probably playing abrupt decay or assassin's trophy anyway yeah, so you call us a heat league, but there, there are there are so many, so many answers. The authority of the consoles, uh, revenge, revenge of the ravens. Uh, there's also that. There's the other one, the black, the other black enchantment from Armenket. I can't what it's called. The curse. It's one in the black whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your opponent's control, they lose one life and you gain one life. Sometimes that doesn't win the game though, because they can just make enough so they go to one. Oh, no, you gain a life, don't you? My bad. Yeah, yeah, you gain a life yeah. for every one they, they do. And you've got Thalia, you got, yeah, Thalia, Heretic, Gathar, all the creatures in the battlefield tapped. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are so, so many answers. I, I think we just need need some more time to sort of see how the format, like I said before, how the sort of the, the cream and the format rises to the top and see what sideboards should be looking like and I think it's is a bit too early to say anything for sure, but like I said, I do have have a list of about sort of five or six cards that I I think are ban worthy. Yeah, let's hit that. That sounds good. Currently, they are Vanifar. Yep. Uh, I think just Vanifar itself, like the cards birth in Pod, like Pod's banned in Modern for a reason. It should probably like it should probably just be banned here. Like the cards never doing anything fair. I think, especially currently, like I said before about black green having the only real good answers to it. Yeah. Um. I think in order to for a non green black deck to deal with Vanifar, you have to be playing some bad cards. And I yeah. don't like the idea of having to sideboard some very very bad cards just to beat one strategy. I also think it's this, it's a similar problem. And I mean, I'm not sure if this is on your list, but I'll put it in here as a similar discussion collected company specifically yeah for sure which at a time in modern was consideration for a ban and it's a similar application to birthing pod and vanifar is the fact that you just like you have to be so careful what you print because so many cards can just go in that deck and just make it so much better than it already is yeah and whether the cards too powerful or not doesn't matter it's the cards that you can get like three mana green creatures are a problem you can't make them too good because they're too good with collecting company in the same way that like you can just print a card that's accidentally really, really good with Vanifar. I think that's a that's a potential consideration for a potential problem with the, with the with the card currently. And obviously, like like you've said before, it's far too early to be actually calling for bans or anything. But I think these are interesting discussion points, at least. Yeah, definitely. It just that like that card or like that effect, that birthing pod effect is just it's never doing anything fair at all ever. And there are the fact that you you've got a combo that can kill. Can kill as early as turn three and and does so very consistently on turn four is is a problem definitely. Uh, so next up on my list is uh, Teferi Time Raveler. Yep. So this card is a card that I I love I love so so much, but I I fully recognise that it's it's problematic and just it it takes away that interactivity of of the the format and yeah. It, I played some. I played some games where I played a Teferi on turn five with a, a Dovin's Veto backup, and the Teferi resolved. And then turn six, I played my combo, and there was nothing they could do because I had a Teferi in play, and it it just doesn't feel fair at all. Yeah, I mean, I think Teferi's a problem in Pioneer potentially because, in in the same way, it's a problem in every other format. 
Yeah. It just it doesn't lead to good play patterns. It's no fun. And it yeah, it, like if you pair it with the with the with the meaning with any combo deck, it's just slightly too good. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I agree. But just the fact that it just it so at least how I've been playing, like the the copycat combo is like just playing in a good Jeskai control shell. You you build a decent control deck that plays all of these good cards like Deferi anyway, and then you just eventually you just get the combo and win which i think is is probably how that that strategy should be played but yeah i as much as it pains me to say it i, I don't think teferi should probably shouldn't exist in this format uh next up on my list is jeskai ascendancy uh again i just feel like that card is just never going to do anything fair i mean jeskai ascendancy more like jeskai inconsistency yeah possibly but i, I just don't think that any deck should have the potential to win on turn two it's it's like you know like neoform and modern like people were, were crying out for bands of that for that strategy for for a long time because because the deck can just win on turn one it doesn't always win on turn one or turn two but it, it absolutely can and just guys tendency can win on turn two and I, yeah i want to kind of just just stop that yeah but it's so fragile, and you run out of gas so quickly in this format because the cantrips just aren't that good. And I don't know. I think it's probably fine. I think it's less of a problem than than Fellow Guardian currently. It's not doing anything fair, but I think that's fine in the format. Like, I mean, this. I see. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't think it is. I think you you've got to just get out, get the ridiculous strategies out of there. Like, it's it's as far as I'm aware, it's the only deck that can win on turn two. How does it win on turn two? With uh, Ratchet Bomb and Mox Amber, you make infinite mana. With uh, Emery. Oh, sure. Destroy your deck. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Okay, You've sure. You've been playing a different version of it. Yeah, I've been playing like the the green version. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. So, so, so the green version is more consistent, but you don't, you just, you just don't need to, like, that's not like the fastest version of it. I'll send you. I'll send you the list when when we're done. Excellent. Okay. To you. It's uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Is it, but... is it less than a hundred ticks? Nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I just it's just a, it's a card that that can lead to turn two wins, and I just I don't think that's right for this format or most formats, to be honest. Yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, so next up on my list is Felidar Guardian for the many many reasons that we've already spoken about. It's as much as I love it, and I, I, I do kind of want the format to have the Splinter Twin deck. Right, realistically, it probably just needs to go. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. It's pointless me saying I agree. I've just spent the last twenty minutes saying how much I agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like it's, it's fine if you're playing it in, you know, in your Jeskai control deck, but. That, I, that's not the only way to play it you can play it in the pod deck as well or you can just play it in like a four color deck using like Oath and Nissa and doing some less than fair things there as well so yeah I, I don't know I feel like for, for the long term health of the format maybe it just needs to go eventually mm-hmm. uh, and then another card I definitely think should go is Treasure Cruise now, I haven't seen it do too many busted th- maybe we should just ban Phoenix instead, and then. Oh, like, so, I would personally love to ban Phoenix, but I I don't think that's right for the format. I think Phoenix should probably exist as a deck. It's it's like it's probably fine, but just like how fast the Phoenix deck fills its graveyard and then just gets to refill its hand with Treasure Cruise specifically is is just a little bit too ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think. Like, yeah, <sighs> treasure cruises are con- always sorcerer speed ancestral recall in that like in that deck. It's it's forty. It's 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 a card that's that's banned in like every other format that it's been legal in. Not standard. Okay, fine. Everything but standard, sure. Yeah, but, I mean, this is just because we had stuff like Thought Scourer and the Fetchlands and stuff like that. That's the reason it's. Yeah, and and now we've got, like, yeah, now you've got Haggle, which is just Faithless Luton, really. Ah, it's uh, and no. Charter Course and Strategic Planning. Yeah. And is it is it Charm? 
Yeah, but draw two cards, discard two cards. But that means you're casting Treasure Cruise on turn three, if not turn four, which is kind of fine. No, I don't. I don't know. I feel like casting Treasure Cruise any earlier than turn five is probably just a bit of a problem. Like in a format that has no fetch lands. Yeah, but in a format where you're winning on turn three with a Sahili, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 just, I think Treasure Cruise just needs to go. Like there are other there there are other cards that they can play instead. I think Delver's an okay mechanic in this format for now, and I I think they're aware that they don't want to ruin it by putting something like Fetchlands in the format because then you just straight up have to ban it. I think it's... that's the thing. I, I think I think it mostly is. I think like Dig Through Time is probably fine, and I think like Become Immense and stuff are fine. But I think Treasure Cruise is a problem, like specifically in in the Phoenix deck. I think you just need to watch a couple of games of Phoenix just completely going off, just just to see how broken it is when it is broken. I just think that the other cantrips in that deck are so mopey that I think they deserve Treasure Cruise just as something to dig them out of it. I mean, their their other cantrips are doing exactly what they want to do though. Like yeah, but for for two mana. Which is like a lot different to. Oh, one, one. Uh, yeah, I mean, depends which version you're playing. I mean, so the one that came second in the challenge isn't playing Baral, but uh, I've seen I've seen some lists that are playing two Baral, two thing in the ice, and it's uh, it gets a bit silly. Sure, I I can believe you. I, I think it's certainly one one of the ones near the top to watch. I don't think I don't think personally that I'd put it higher than Fellow Guardian. Uh, I don't know if. I would put it higher. I'd probably put it on par with Fellow Guardian, I think, at this point. Sure, okay, that's cool. And then the last card on the list, uh, this one, when I wrote the list, had a question mark next to it, but I, I don't know. I think maybe it just needs to be an exclamation mark now. It's Oko Thief of Crowns. Yep, yeah, screw that card, get it out. I'm sick of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think this is probably the format where there would be the least fuss if it was banned as well, because the format's so new and a lot of people haven't had much time to sort of settle uh, you know their opinions on a lot of cards so I, I think if they just like next week announced oh this handful of cards is, is banned and Oko's in that list of cards I don't think anybody would would be too bothered either way about it because they've, they've been quite clear in saying that they're, they're going to be quite strict with bans and bans can just happen whenever and you should expect bans because they're coming uh, I think I think Oko just needs just needs to go yeah that is the that's the theme of this podcast. Yeah. Oko needs to go away, please. Please, Oko. <laughs> please. <laughs> cool. Right. Is there anything else you want to talk about, specifically about Pioneer? Uh, just that Pioneer is great. Uh, I love Pioneer. I've seen so many cool decks, so many cool cards that I, I can't wait to, to re-sleeve and play again. And yeah, I, I think I'm going to go play in the, the GP in uh, Brussels. Awesome. That's it's definitely fun at the moment. Clearly made a real impact on you if you're willing to go to Brussels. Yeah. Post Brexit. Oh, me, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. The, uh, I mean, that's assuming that the GP's in, like, I don't know, 2050? <laughs> when that will actually happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't got a we haven't got a magic fest in the UK for like eight months or something. So yeah, that's true. You know, I've got to get my get my MF experience in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Awesome. So I think that's about all we have time for this week. Uh, if you want to hit us up with your opinions on Pioneer on Oko, you know. Come tell us how 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 badly he has ruined your life and turned you into a three three elk. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at three three elk. No, not really. We are at hfdcast. Wait, does anyone own that handle? Oh, I'm gonna gonna check now. Oh, yeah, let's go check. Someone has to own three three elk because if not, I'm changing my username to it right now. How do I make a new account? <laughs> you can just change your handle. No, someone someone owns it. Someone owns. Th- someone, oh well. They they they. Someone owns. I guess what it is is thirty three elk. Yeah. And they have made one tweet, and it was on March sixteenth, two thousand twelve. <laughs> and they apparently their name appears to be Elk Hamid. But so I guess Elk is their first name. Nice. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, we are at hfdcast or facebook dot com slash hfdcast, or you can find us on Patreon at patreon dot com slash devastation if you've enjoyed anything you've heard in the show and want to give back anything at all, you can uh, 
yeah, check us out on there. Tiers start from as little as $1 per month. That is roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode. Post a whole bunch of content on there. Uh, I'm going to be posting all my, my Pioneer brews up on there. Uh, so yeah, come check it out if you want to see some spicy things like like Grixis Reanimator. Sweet, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, you can also find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, and YouTube. Yeah. In addition to wherever you're currently listening to it. Um, and if on any of those platforms you'd like to give us a like or a review or some kind of rating that would be massively appreciated and absolutely uh, tell people about it because you know yeah that's the best way to get out of it it is absolutely great to just support the content you enjoy question mark for free <laughs> hey, it's free content you, you can't be you can't dislike free content right debatable if you don't like it don't listen to it <laughs> I hope there's no one listening that doesn't like it. It's just torturing themselves with content they don't enjoy. Well, if you haven't enjoyed our content, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at HOFDcast or Facebook.com. I'm Joe Loudon. You'll find me in any of the magic groups on there. Uh, yeah, just just come at me. Tell me tell me what you did or didn't enjoy about the show this week. Uh, tell me about Pioneer. I am somebody who absolutely loved Frontier and loved the idea of Frontier when the format was no longer playable. And yeah, I've got, I've got some opinion and I, I feel like like it's a format that I, I enjoy a lot and would definitely like to engage with you on it. Where can the listeners find you, Sam? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to leave that gap in. Cool. So that's about all we have time for this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, once again, we are approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Arrow Devastation. Station.